here. I'm back with another episode of Marketing Sweats. This year marks Samantha's 40th year in business. So to celebrate, this season we're featuring Samantalites sharing their point of pride, stories about work they've done that makes them proud. This episode is a special one because it's with our marketing and brand director, Alicia Rumelin, who works behind the scenes on our own brand and new business. Alicia and her team are the engine behind bringing this whole 40-ish campaign to life for us. And the focus of a full year of content is a party called Ishfest. And in this episode, we'll talk about what it took to make it happen and why it represents her pride in Samantle. Check out our 40-ish page on samantle.com to see what Alicia and the rest of the brand team have been working so hard on. But first, I interview with Alicia. Okay, we are here with Alicia Rumelin, somebody that I work very closely with day in and day out. Alicia is our agency brand, what is your title? Brand and Marketing Director. Brand and Marketing Director. So she handles all things business development, but she does a thousand other things that are so helpful for the agency. She's one of the fastest workers I've ever met, and she totally gets me. So thank you for being here and doing this. I'm so excited for the conversation. Thanks for inviting me. So we know that your point of pride is related to our 40-ish anniversary celebration, which was by far the most fun I think I've ever had at a party at Samantha, and they're all super fun, and I can't wait to dig into that. But let's back way up, and why don't you give our audience just a little bit of perspective about you as a person, how you came up in the world, and like maybe some of your career experience even before you got to Samantha. Okay. I guess I grew up just a short ways north of this area of Peoria. I came from the suburbs of Chicago, so I grew up there, really small town, small little farm town, you know, graduated high school with like 100 people in my class. Everybody knows everybody. Wow. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Tiny town, huh? Oh, tiny town. Yes. Tiny little town, like ride your bike from one end to the other, one stoplight. Crazy. So super fun. I'm so, so grateful for that upbringing. I'm the youngest of three, so I'm I'm the youngest child, and when I graduated, I ended up going to community college first, okay. playing volleyball there on a scholarship. Awesome. And so my goals then were just to play volleyball. That was like, you know, you're 18 and, and that's what you want to do. Wasn't giving much thought beyond college, like sure. where I wanted to go, because that wasn't my like immediate thought until I hit like my sophomore year. And then I, I got serious about it. Like, what am I good at? What do I like? I ended up transferring to Bradley okay. and going here for my junior and senior year and just talking to a lot of people and figuring out that I really liked kind of the advertising, marketing, communications realm. So went to Bradley and communications. Awesome. And marketing too. Yeah, that's just like me. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was a good experience. I feel like it graduated forever ago. Sure. But then my husband and I, who also graduated from Bradley, he graduated a year before me, so he got a, a great job here. And then when I graduated, we're like, let's try it out. We were like, let's give it two to three years. Maybe we'll want to go back to Chicago. Yeah. Um, and that was in 2008 and I'm still here. Yeah. So we've set our roots here. That's so great. So after Bradley, you had even more experience in the marketing realm, right? You went to work at another agency. Yeah. So actually, first of all, when I graduated in 2008, it was a hard time. It was 2008. We were hitting a recession. I actually, three weeks after I graduated, I got married. And then three weeks to that day, we moved over to France. What? And went there for almost a year. My husband was working. I wasn't. So it was yeah. a great little kind of gap year for sure. me before I came back and found work. And it was the perfect timing because there wasn't much in 2008. Happening. Yeah. So I came back in 2009, had to start with an unpaid internship in graphic design. So that was kind of my first full-time gig was graphic design for the Peoria Civic Center. Wow. 
where that just opened doors of like who I got to meet and what I got to do and kind of experience and job shadow different people there, which was great. Then I moved on and worked for a few years for doing marketing for a commercial developer okay. in the area. And then I moved on to an agency. Nice. So I've been working in the agency kind of new business realm for 10 years now. Wow. For about 10 years. Yeah. yeah. So wait, back up because I didn't know this little France bubble. Okay. So what did you do while you were there? Oh, I did. I, I explored. I just got to live. I mean, we had no kids. That's I had awesome. No job. It was like <laughs> the best. I ate a lot. Yeah. What did you take from Um, that experience? God, it was so great. And I actually ended up joining an English speaking church there so that I can meet some people and kind of get the the inside scoop from people who were there, but not from there. So it was really great. So I got to kind of meet with a group of women. I was in an exchange program where like half the time, so there were English speakers and French speakers in there. Half the time we'd speak English and then we'd so at the timer and half the time we'd speak French. Oh and my so gosh. we helped each other learn. That's great. awesome. And so that through that avenue I got to like get the tips on where to go and what to do. And my husband's working during the week and I tr- plan our weekend travels and so fun. Just got to explore. Uh, so it was great. I love that story. So talk a little about the agency you were with right before you came to Samantha, because I feel like that informed a lot of your thoughts about the way marketing should be done. Oh yeah. Good, for bad, sure. and ugly. For all sure. of it. Yeah, definitely. I first started working there in like a sales coordinator role. So I spent one full year doing nothing but sales pitches. And that's where I like honed in my presentation skills sure. on decks because I just made decks and decks and decks for a year <laughs> for all of our account planners and working with them on, on presenting and how to pitch to clients. And so I got to spend a solid year doing nothing but that. And let me just say, Alicia is the best deck builder oh and it's like the greatest skill because she's so fast and she knows how to find things and put it together like overnight. I know. People are going to ask me to do their decks now. It's hard to find a great deck builder, but you are one of them. Well, thanks. Yeah. So I, luckily, because I got to spend that year doing nothing but that. And at the time it's maddening, right? But you look at it now and it's such a great step of like gaining experience and really learning the agency ropes from all different angles. Then I moved over into our marketing department, and that's where I really started to, like, hone in on. That's when I started. I was already really into writing. That actually is what got me into this industry in the first place, because I thought I wanted to do journalism. Okay. And I was going to major in journalism, and then newspaper and the printed world was kind of, yeah, you know, taking a hit. And so I decided the thing I liked so much about that also was doing layout of our school newspaper when I was young. So... Writing is like what honed me in here. And so when I moved over to the marketing department, that was like my biggest interest. And that's where I got into blogging. Interesting. And so I started, you know, it wasn't like a thing then mm-hmm. in 2012, 2013, but I was doing content strategy through and through. That's so cool. Now. Yeah. And that's also where I really learned marketing automation. I was running some marketing automation campaigns. We were running webinars. I was kind of like wearing all the hats and just kind of promoting the agency and another one of those things, like you're in it and you feel like you're, it's monotonous sometimes and you're learning something new, but I look back at it and like every step of my career has built to such a good point yeah. that I've gotten to be where I am today. Well, I love hearing you talk about all the hats you wear because I remember when you interviewed at Samantle that, you know, Susie and I sat down and talked and said, gosh, she's part writer, part presenter, part digital strategist. So it's clear that, you know, you came with all of those things. And that's what made you such an awesome new business lead. Because when you're in that role, you kind of have to do it all, right? You have to be a unicorn of sorts. Yeah. And we were interviewing other people from your agency at that time, too. And we're like, gosh, we, we don't just need Alicia. We need a whole team. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 
So talk a little bit about coming on board Symantle. So you were already in a role where you were used to presenting an agency, so that had to be a natural fit. But you talk in your point of pride about working with Susie and Maggie and some of your early experiences here. What do you remember? So I'll say when I came to Symantle, what I mean, I mentioned what intrigued me so much was like the brand reputation, right? Like I was like, I want to be there. Like that's my people. That's my vibe, you know? So that that drew me in. But once I got here and, and interviewed and talked with you guys... I started talking through all my responsibilities and I was like half time working on client work and half time working on agency work. And I really loved the agency work and felt really good at it. And so I give you so much credit, Misty, because you're the one that like identified in me like that's what I should be doing. Really? How did I identify? Yeah, I know. You probably don't remember this. So I came in for my first interview as for a digital strategist role, interviewed with somebody at that time. And she really liked it. She really was all about it. She wanted to offer me for digital strategist and said, I want you to come and talk with Misty. So I came in for another interview, talked with you, which I remember was a great, you know, interview. Didn't feel like an interview. So like I was just sitting down and having a conversation. And, a conversation. Yeah. and then after that, you guys offered me the digital strategist role. I had a little bit of hesitation and you called me. I don't know if you remember this. I do not. You called me and you said, I think you did that because you don't want the role. Oh and I gosh. think you're going to be a much better fit for a brand manager. And we need one right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember those conversations because, yeah. I, like I said, Susie and Maggie and I yeah. were – and we were at a point where – so for context, anybody who's listening, historically, Samantle has kind of shied away from the typical agency new business model. We never really wanted kind of a cold call rainmaker type person. Maggie had done that in the past when we were, you know, early in our development and growing. But we really needed a person who could support the teams building the relationships, which is what we saw in Alicia from the ground up, that we knew that you would not only be able to sort of carry the relationship and the conversation, but you had all the digital skill sets to be hands-on keys when we needed you to write or activate an email and that sort of thing. So we felt like it was the perfect role. I can tell you that once you came on board, we knew you were going to be a leader too, right? Because you're a driver, you're an achiever, you like to get things done quickly. What were some of the earliest projects you remember working on? I remember one of the very first things. I was here for like one week and Susie Ketterer said, how do you feel about going to Little Rock, Arkansas? And I was like, sure, don't know what we're doing. But there was an Eamon conference. And so one of the very first things I got to do is like find out who Eamon is. Okay. So that was great. Yeah. I think also set the foundation of like why I like working with you so much on our Eamon network. Sure. And so that was one of the first things I did out the gate. But then you know, I came back and I dug into our website right away. I got I got access to smile.com. I started digging in. I started to look at things, finding some issues. And I went up to Maggie's office and I said, Maggie, if somebody fills out the form to contact us, nobody's getting that Oh, my gosh. That is so us. I know. It's so us, right? Maggie's <laughs> like, we're the worst. But it was kind of the start of getting more into our brand and into our website and kind of like the experience that people get when they're coming to Smantle. And that's, that's still so important. That's so great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, talk a little bit through the years as your role evolved. I think it's helpful before we get into your point of pride to give folks a sense of all the different kinds of types of things you have to do day to day. And I know it changes week by week, especially if we're working on a big pitch, it can be really heavy, but maybe talk a little bit about the realm of all the channels you have to manage and all the people you work with, that sort of thing. Yeah. I guess long story short, I get to work with everybody, (laughs) which is great. So it's great. I love that. I love wearing lots of hats. I like working with multiple teams. I like having that like flexibility, that autonomy to be able to like go and run. And we have 
the best resources here that I get to tap into so many different people here and work with, which is great. So I think the starting with kind of our brand and our website, and we started our newsletter very quickly after I started, I sat down with Abby Bell and we started going through how to launch a newsletter. So starting with some of those like foundational brand things, I think we quickly grew this into a new business role as well, because it wasn't intended to be right when it was just a brand manager. And so that was something that I've appreciated that I can kind of forge my path here as Samantha. Like there's, there was no, you know, we need this. There was no like somebody left and we need to fill it. It was just a natural Like clean white space for you to like craft your own. Yeah. Yeah, And I think going back to how you talked about Samantha's new business philosophy, not being very salesy, like that's why it was a natural fit too, because our brand like is our new business strategy. Sure. We have so many referrals coming into us yeah. because of our brand and our reputation and our people and our work. And so that is so foundational to the new business strategy. Absolutely. That we're not like going out and cold calling. I love that. Well, for anybody listening who knows Susie and Maggie, because I think we all see them as sort of these legendary icons of our brand, and we all got the opportunity to work for them, very inspirational people. Talk maybe about them a little bit and what you learned from each of them individually as leaders and why you're so proud that they were representatives of your understanding of our brand when you came on board. I see now like how lucky I've been to be able to be mentored by them. Absolutely. Incredibly lucky. Yeah. You know, they're some of like the best, not just in the company, or our community, but like in our industry, they're amazing. I learned a lot from them just like in the day-to-day. I mean, I learned how I want to be as a person. I think the what also drew me to Smannel so quickly was we have a lot of really great women in leadership. Yes, so we do. Many. And I came from an agency that was very, very male-driven and very sales-driven. And so when I sat down, after I interviewed with you, and we kind of talked about you had me come back and interview with Susie and Maggie. And one of my first questions was, what's the new business strategy at Samantha? And the fact that they said, we don't, we don't really have one. <laughs> like, we're not going out and calling. Right. That's still, that like meant so much to me. And so to sit down with like these women who are driving this growing business was amazing. Right. But I've learned so much in like the day to day of just like, you know, Maggie is just so fun to be around. She's that energy that like, you just want to be in a room with her. You just want to be involved in the project she's in. She just brings that, like, fun energy, kind of lightheartedness to, like, what we're doing. Yep. And it makes me want to bring that for other people. Yes. And then one thing, Susie, gosh, I, I've learned so much from Susie. I mean, even still to this day, I just had coffee with her. And she's still, like, you know, I left there, like, gosh, I just want to give Susie a big hug. One thing that Susie has said to me a lot that I keep, well, I guess two things. One thing she's always said is you have to work on new business when you don't need new business. Yes. Um, so I, I go back to that a lot for many different reasons. And then another thing she's always said is you never know until you ask. You just never know until you ask. <laughs> like, you know, you think and you make these assumptions sometimes in your head, but until you, like, ask or until you put yourself out there and show up, like, you'll just never know. And so she's been so motivating for me, like, in that way, too. That makes me happy to hear you say that. The word that I always use when I describe my relationship with Susie is she taught me how to be fearless. And it I like gave her that word when mm-hmm. she retired. And I think that's the legacy she leaves. 
And Maggie, gosh, so good, like so fun. I still text her. It feels like almost daily for advice. So I'm yeah. lucky to have worked with them as well. Yeah, I think I've also learned from them like to trust the process. Yes. You know, like yeah. trust the process. Totally. Like what we're doing here, you know. But then you go on to say that even as grateful as you are for getting to learn from Susie and Maggie, that once they retired, you started to realize that it's really the collective of this smart, talented, and passionate staff that makes Samantha Samantha. So what was that shift in you? It was a little, it's, you know, you have some hesitancy, like you're losing some big leaders and some mentors and you feel like you're losing them. You're not, like I said, she met with Susie. She's still mentoring. Right. But it was a little scary, right? Like, you come in thinking like Maggie was so like, if somebody asked me if Samantha was a person, who would it be? I was like, Maggie, like <laughs> it's Maggie's personality yeah. on our website. Like right. it's, if you had to put a personality to it, it was Maggie. I was worried to lose that. And then I realized there's so many people here that also have that. Sure. You know, there are so many people here yeah. that have that in it. And while Maggie and Susie were foundational in that brand voice, like, it's kind of all of us who keep finding it here and I'm still finding it with even new people here yeah. as we hire new people. I'm like, they get some animals voice and it's, I think it's a good shout out to like leadership is so good at hiring too. It's so good at finding the people that are right fit and get spanel. Right. So even working with people that are newer here, I'm like, man, they're like, they've got it. They've got Samantha's voice down. You, you know? can tell, you right. You can tell. Right on the so, gate. Yeah. So going through this process, of throwing this big party, it was like, oh, we have a lot of that here. Like, that's never going to go away. You well, know? I have to tell you, these point of pride discussions have been so interesting because everyone acknowledges everyone else, right? And that it's our team that makes us better. And I think that's what I love leading this company is like, you kind of point everybody in a direction and they figure it out and they just build this amazing momentum. So I agree. Like Tim and I definitely have always said, we want to run the kind of company where everybody feels like they're running it together. And I definitely show up that way and feel that. Oh, yeah. And it sounds like you do too. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely feel the way. And you know, I've always felt that way, but it's that moment when like your leaders retire too that it gives you like that little bit of anxiety. Like you don't you don't know where this is gonna go right. a little bit. But having you and Tim as owners at the same time and having that really good succession plan, like right. it it was such a smooth transition. It didn't feel like a transition. And it's like you have that moment. But then you're reminded by all the people here that, like, your anxiety was just anxiety. Oh, know? girl, I totally had that when they left. So I get it. And I think what's been great is we've all had the opportunity now, six and a half years you've been here, to kind of, like, get to know each other and run it together. And now it seems like it's operating on all cylinders. So hopefully that doesn't change. So talk a little bit about 40-ish. I still remember sitting in a meeting with the leadership team. We talked about celebrating our anniversary. I think it was Gina who said... Yep. So like 40-ish, because yeah. we don't know the anniversary. So give the backstory on yeah. this yeah, before we talk sure. about the party. Yeah, for sure. And I can't like take credit for anything 40-ish or ish fest because I just feel like I was the I was the wrangler of all the ideas <laughs> and the great work and everything. I don't think it was just like me or one person or anything. It definitely took a lot of people. But that's one of those things, yeah, we were talking about, you know, for for a good half a year, we were like, Next year's it. Next year's going to be 40. What are we going to do? We got an anniversary. We kept kind of thinking about it, talking about it. Maggie sat down, really started putting her head around it. And then we're talking about it in a leadership meeting. Whole leadership teams in there, right? Some really, really great minds all in one room. We're, you know, Maggie and I are announcing we are going to do, we're going to celebrate our 40, our 40th year. We were talking about it in that way. 
but it's kind of not our 40th year. We think it's like our 40 to 42. Uh, so we're announcing it to leadership and that. Yeah, Gina just called out like, so you're saying it's our 40-ish yep. anniversary? And it yep. just stuck. It was like, that's it. And and that's something, too, I learned from Maggie is like those nuggets, those inspired ideas like come from anywhere. Absolutely. They can come from anybody. Yeah. And, and I know. remember we loved not only that Ish described our lack of clarity on the year, but Ish describes us in so many levels because as buttoned up as we are about our client work and as thorough and, you know, as we try to be with execution, that sort of thing, we're kind of a mess a lot of times. <laughs> and we kind of embrace that about ourselves, don't totally. we? Yeah. Totally. I think that I think that mess is what makes the outcome, right? Yeah. Like, and makes us real, right? Does. We don't try to pretend that we are something we're not. It does, for sure. So 40-ish as a party, we started identifying the date earlier in the year, which was hard in and itself to figure out when we could bring in remotes and the weather would be nice. But once we nailed that down, we started planning. Mm -hmm. And what I recall, because I tend to work day to day with Alicia on a lot of brand things, was that there were so many ideas early on that I had to like back away and go, I can't make all these decisions. And then you and Tim started running with Mm -hmm. it, which was a huge success in the long run. So talk a little bit about kind of how we started and how hard it was to hone all the big ideas. Yeah, I mean, you're right. The date, first of all, I remember taking a while to even get to the date. And I'll tell you something funny that some people probably don't know. We decided on a date, okay? The executive team decided on a date. We, we finally got there. And then we, I worked with Chris May and we wanted to light the bridge orange. Yeah, one, which is so cool. Which was awesome. Such a great, like, got so many compliments. Such a great idea. We decided we're going to light the bridge orange. Once just to decide this date, and I go out there, my team goes out to do the application, bridge is not available. Uh, so me and Chris just went ahead and applied for a different day. A different day. <laughs> and then went back to you guys and said, I think we gotta do this date yeah. instead. So we applied for it and just went for it anyway. And we're like, we'll pay for it, we'll apply for it, let's lock it in, and then we'll figure the rest out later. Well, so. for any employees or clients listening who didn't love the date, please know that we tried very hard, but it was very difficult. So we thanks did. for just and you picking. Know what? The uh weather was perfect. Okay. So so being an outdoor party, weather was gorgeous. We had tents on hold the day before we canceled them. I mean, the weather turned out perfect. So very thankful for that. Yeah. yeah. So ideas. So how okay, I, so I've ideas, been a part of yes. a couple sort of committees. In fact, I remember planning Maggie's retirement party, mm-hmm. and even that, the level of detail was crazy. And this was going to be like bigger than that. Yeah. So how yeah. did it all begin? Yeah, I did also, I helped as well at Susie's retirement party, Susie and Kevin's, and right. then I helped with Maggie's as well. And so I've always kind of had like a little part in helping like our internal brand and our internal celebrations too. Of course, we have um, others in those job roles that do the heavy lifting more than I do. But first challenge, I'd say we had a, a really good long-term employee who left, who probably would have been oh, handling yeah. this more than I would our employee engagement manager. Our employee engagement manager. And we started planning and that's when the idea started. And then she put in her notice to go do something she was really passionate about. Side note, it's never good when your employee engagement manager leaves because <laughs> that's kind of her whole job. But she was following a personal passion. She so was, yeah. And came to the party. Still yes, loves Samantha. She, <laughs> she texted me that morning yes. and said, do you need me to come early and help set up? Do you want me to She's run so in here? She's so sweet. I was like, nope, you're an attendee. Yes. Just come enjoy it. So she left and then a lot started coming to me just kind of naturally. And I was like, ooh, do I have the time to do this? This is a lot of work. I helped with past retirement parties. I've helped with some of that. And and we're talking about a way bigger scale on this one. And that's when I went to Tim and said, I think we need to hire some help. And we hire an event planning company. So 
that was the point where a lot of ideas were happening. A lot was on the horizon. We weren't nailing things down yet. And we were a little bit in the swirl of like, we could do so many great, awesome things. So really hiring some help, some outside help to help push us through there helped me. And then I think honestly, also once our engagement manager left, it kind of gave me the autonomy to just make the decisions too. Yeah. Like it gave me the, you know, gave me the authority to say, yes, no, we're doing this. We're moving that. We have to go here. We can't, we don't have time for that. You know, so it kind of falling now just on me was felt like a lot, but it actually probably was for the better. I saw so much growth in you just because of this event. Because so often the projects that you're taking on are directed by somebody, right? When we have a pitch, for example, there's like an executive sponsor. And so you know who your decision maker is. I think that the same was true like when Susie and Maggie were helping build the brand. But even though Tim was kind of the final call when it came to budget, Mm -hmm. I just saw you running with the autonomy and it feels like you thrive in that space. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like Tim and I work so well together in that way. Like he gives really great guidance and gives me the yes or no. And then I can run away and go do. Yes, he is good at that. It was. And we have that perfect dynamic where I work better that way and he works better that way. Definitely. So that worked really, really well. Awesome. So talk a little bit about, so I'm reading your write up here and talk a little bit about the details because I am not an event planner person. You said that you put more effort into this into your own wedding day, but talk about what, what, you know, some of the details were and kind of maybe what some of the things that went wrong. Cause you mentioned some of those too. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of things that went wrong, like on the grand scheme, like nothing big, right? If the, the worst thing that's going to happen is like our napkins were printed wrong. Nobody like, notices. Okay. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> notices. Yeah. Gosh, there were just so many details and I think as we started honing in on like you said we started with so many ideas and when we started honing in on which ones we were going to actually do there were so many details that go along with it and so so many people that had to help and step up right too and so gosh down to like what we were going to call the signature drink and you know what were our favorites what were our giveaways we spent a lot of time thinking through and designing like what are we gave away fanny packs That's like so fun i remember going up to chris main's office and i was like okay chris we changed our idea we want to give away fanny packs and he <laughs> laughed at me and i was like no fanny packs are back They're yeah fun. so i mean even down to the detail of giveaways down to how things looked where the lights were the backdrop for the photos right um, there were so many little details and a lot went a lot went right because I had the great help here too to do it on our creative team. Yeah, talk about the team. Who'd you get to work with? Yeah, that's one thing on the on the write up. I feel like it didn't go into depth on the team because man, I could probably talk about it like twenty different people, twenty different people. Yeah, and I could talk about it twenty different ways because everybody was awesome to work with. And this is one of those things I was talking about in the beginning. Like I get to work with everybody. Yeah, right. I got to work with people on this that I don't normally get to work with. Sure. Um, so it was really great. I worked really closely with John. John Sackler, one yeah. of our art directors. One of our art directors, super talented, so great. Loves brand. Loves brand. And he's one of those people I'm talking about, like somewhat newer to Samantha. And man, he just got our brand. Like I he know. just he just got it. And he was the one that actually identified like the whole ish logo and he all did. the things. Yep. Yeah. He's the one that that, you know, him and Maggie sat down and went through the identity of Ish. And he has been such a driver of that. Like when me and my team are going out and trying to do some PR, right, and doing the bridge and the banners and the press release, he was such a driver and, like, staying true to that to the identity, identity I love that we've that. created. So so he was super instrumental. So I worked with him a lot. And then, gosh, so many people from the creative team just jumped in. Jim started ordering. I mean, we ordered a lot of stuff. And we were doing it, like, <laughs> like we had, we had our last giveaways, like, coming, like, 
two days before the event. Oh, so, my gosh. I mean, Jim kept us on track with things we were ordering. Shannon was a huge, huge help, of course. Shannon's one of those people that just does so much behind the scenes that you don't realize. Yeah. She's, like, moving boxes. She's, like... Shannon's you know, our so, operations coordinator for anyone who doesn't know, and yeah. she just keeps it all on the level every day around here. Oh, yeah. She's, she's definitely one of those that, like... She does a lot of the work that you don't realize needs to be done. Absolutely. So she was also a huge help and got just so many others. Chris Main, of course, was great and keeping us grounded. Yeah. Um, and creating a really good experience. Right. And your whole team. Talk about your team. So Alicia had a couple employees that have moved to different areas of the company or even on, um, they had very digitally focused mindsets, but you now have a team that actually you've worked with in past lives mm-hmm. and have a great writing skill and you are really growing your leadership. So did they help with the event too? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they, first of all, Carrie sits next to me. So she got to hear me agonize over the details <laughs> all the time, but yeah, Carrie helped with the PR and writing our press release and came down to like the day we were going to send it. And I'm like, it's good to go. It's great. So helping with that. I mean, Lauren jumped in to help with all the applications that have to happen with the city to get the banners and the bridge light and all that stuff. And Lauren also is one of those people that just gets like her writing style. So great. She just kind of gets our brand voice too. Yep. And it comes naturally. They all do. Carrie does a great job. So yeah, it's one of those things that people just kept jumping in and everybody wants to help and it takes a lot of people, right? Like, I feel like I kind of represented Ishfest, but gosh, I didn't do... Well, you had a lot of the driver nature, and I love that about you. And I love that you write in here that clients were making comments like, now that is a brand, or that's next level. Mm -hmm. Like, it really did, even from that identity, come through in every element. And you talk about how you feel like you have a very special role at our company, not only getting to throw a party like this, and it sounds like many in the past, but you really get a sense of pride and accomplishment and purpose in yeah, doing this kind of work. I do. I do, definitely, for sure. I found out, so I'm an Enneagram 2, yep. which is the helper. I'm very closely behind that as a 3, which is the driver. Yes. And right after the event, I read I read a post on Instagram that said, a 2 with a 3 wing is called the host. Oh, like, oh God, I that's interesting. Whole party. That was like... You know, if only you guys knew I was considered the host, like we would have identified that one. (laughs) No, but it was really, really fun to be able to throw something to this scale and something I didn't think I was ever going to be doing here. Like, like I said, who gets to like go to work and throw a party? I know. know? So fun. Well, I love that you identify that we needed a little bit of help and that you were able to work with them. Little plug, they're called Envision, right? Yes. Yes. Envision's events. And they're they're amazing. They're amazing. But I hope they don't get too busy because I want to hire them again because mm-hmm, sure. we want to do this again, oh, right? For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things we didn't plan on. And there, it was so successful and we got so many good comments just from remote staff, staff here, from clients. You know, we got so many good comments and everybody joked like, we're going to do this every year, right? Yeah. So, what was your favorite memory from the night? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Everything. I mean, I just had such a great I, – I spent a lot of time – socializing with a lot of people. Right. I feel like I was all over the place just, you know, bouncing around and just talking to a lot of people that I get to work with on a daily basis, but don't get a chance to like sit and talk to them and meet their spouse. Right. 
That's exactly how I feel. And everybody that I talked to after the event, I mean, I was getting emails and phone calls from clients like saying how great it was. And I just think Symantle is a extended family, right? Past employees were here, clients that maybe haven't like seen each other for a long Mm -hmm. time. I saw a couple of clients having coffee the next week because they reconnected at our event. So So definitely something we want to continue in the future. Yeah. It makes like the agonizing over the details, like feel worth it, right? Like the color of the envelopes and the prizes we're giving away and the raffle and, you know, the way we did things, it just like, it makes it feel all worth it, you know? I agree. So you end your point of pride by saying that you've had people tell you your energy is inspiring. And I think that's awesome. What I see in you on that is just how much you have. I mean, (laughs) how much energy you have. You can go, go, go. You're like the Energizer Bunny. Sometimes you're like working till midnight, 3 a.m. just to like help us get stuff out the door. I had to imagine you put in the hours on this one. Yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. Quite a bit. But it's also been one of those things like I'm a 2-3, so being like the host is just kind of like in you. Like I just kind of kept thinking about it and kept you know wanting to provide something really really good and it's like ideas pop up when it's midnight or when you can't sleep or yeah you know so and you're kind of like me you were very humbled by this experience I can tell in the way that you write about driving up that day and seeing what you saw I started crying yeah I mean I walked up and I'm like I thought I was early and it was already happening I'm like walked up and just stood there for a minute and I just cut cup of coffee in my hand and just stood there and looked around like yeah, like, who are we? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> Just taking it this all is in. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we all feel very connected to the brand, and that it, it really, like, came to life that day. So you kind of end by saying it's really, like, all of this place and all of these people that inspire me daily. I love the Samano brand, and I truly believe in it. I do. And I love that. I think we talk to clients about how brands are like emotional connections, right, between a company and the people it serves, whether it be their employees or clients. So describe that emotional connection for you that you've come to have with Samantha over the past six and a half years. Gosh, I feel like like this has always been inside me, you know, this feeling and this like the way I'm I'm passionate about this kind of work, too. And it's always been inside me. But to be with so many people that feel the exact same way. Yeah. You know, it's like standing at a concert and looking around <laughs> and like, wow, everybody's singing the song. No, but I, yeah, I feel like it was such a draw on me yeah. in the first place. But then once I'm like here and doing it and living it, it just, it's tiring sometimes. Sometimes I don't have energy. Sure. It's tiring, but it's like, I feel like I was meant to do this. I do. And I just feel like I'm amongst some of the best people Sure. doing it too. Yeah. I love those words. Passionate. Sounds like you feel like part of the community. I can tell you one of my favorite parts of the night at the very end, the DJ was playing dancing queen, I think. Oh, yeah. And we started a <laughs> dance party in the parking lot. And yep. I just like dancing with all these amazing women oh, in my life. Yes. And I will never forget that moment. Oh, that's such a great moment. I know it that's really such was. A great moment. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to add about Ishvest before I ask you about your day job now? I don't think so. Cool. Well, thank you for submitting that. Sure. Talk a little bit about where we go from here. So you always have so many irons in the fire, everything like from continuing to iterate our brand to focusing on our website to growing organic and new business. So what are some of your maybe top two or three things you want to get done by the end of this year? Gosh, I think in the immediate, the first and foremost is like keep elevating the 40-ish, right? We've got a few months left and we've got some big plans still like our party's over, but like our 40th year is not. Right. So we've got some brand plans and some things coming, like these point of pride interviews. Which I'm so excited about. So excited about. 
So I guess in the most urgent, our brand. But as we kind of go into 2023, I'm super interested in working with you and Tim closely. Yes. And being able to really identify like the right type of client for Samantha. Yep. And how do we more proactively go after the new business that's right for us? Because I mentioned it earlier, but we get a lot of referrals. Like we spend a lot of our time servicing the leads that are coming into us. Sure. But next year, I feel like it's going to be a big year for us in like identifying who we are as a company and who we want to be okay. and kind of establishing that brand. And then like, who do we want to serve? And yes. who are we really good at serving? And I love that work. It's very inspiring for me to kind of get to continually not reinvent, but evolve who we are because yeah. um, we're changing so often, so yeah. quickly. Yeah, for sure. That's exciting though. What about working with some of our client service team? Because I know you and I talk a lot about the fact that your team can often just be like an amazing internal service arm or, you know, research arm, if nothing else, to help add value to our current client base. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of organic growth to be had. I think our teams are very busy. I think we've got a lot going on, but I think there's still some on the table, of course. There is some good synergy to be had between like our brand and new business side and our client services team. And on a on a scale, it feels like on a bigger scale, this is why companies have to align their marketing and sales, right? Sure. Like our client services teams are on the front line. They're working with the clients and then we are kind of doing the marketing. So it's important right. for us to stay aligned, just how any any company has to stay aligned in their marketing and sales. And I think that also is one of the immediate needs this year is our industry hits a crazy time in Q4, and we've got a lot going on. We've got people finishing up work for this year and planning work for next year. Right. So I think there's a lot to a lot of synergy to be had through the end of the year and kind of doing that that final push for the year. Absolutely. So the question that I've been asking everyone at the end of these discussions, Alicia, is sort of what advice they have. And I've been asking it through two different lenses. Number one, as a new Samantalite, if I come in the door tomorrow, you know, what's your piece of advice that you always offer? And then if, you, if I'm a client, what advice do you have on how to work successfully with Samantha? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's probably especially interesting from your world being the new biz person. Yeah, I will start with a new employee okay. starting here. So the first thing that comes to mind, I do a, a presentation at Bradley and I, I present every semester in one of the marketing courses. And I end on some advice. And one of my favorite ones, I don't know if you've heard the saying, eat the frog first. No. You've never heard that? Uh, What's that about? Eat the frog first is uh, actually a saying that came from Mark Twain. Okay. And it's about procrastination. Okay. Like at a a college student, it's about procrastination, but it's about like doing the hard thing first. Sure. So like if you have a whole list of to-do items, like find your hardest, find the thing you don't want to do and do it first. That's a good advice. Like. Nobody wants to eat a frog, (laughs) but if you eat the dang frog, nothing in your day is going to be worse. Right. Right. And so it's a little about procrastination, but I think for a new person coming to Samantha, you start here and you are like, wow, there are so many great, talented people. Like, what am I doing here? Like, you have some imposter syndrome when you start because you're like, how did, like, how, why am I here? How did I get here? So my advice to new employees would be like, trust your gut. 
you're here for a reason. And if it seems scary, like eat the frog first and you'll feel much better. Awesome. I love that advice. You just added something to my to-do list that I haven't been doing. So thank you for Alicia. One of your frogs. (laughs) One of my frogs. (laughs) Uh, And what about clients? What do you tell clients they need to know about working with Samantha? Gosh, I feel like that's such a good question. And there are so many ways to work with Samantha, I think, because Samantha is so unique that we don't like sell something out of the box, right? Like we don't have a menu of things you choose from and this is your program and this is it like we do what the client needs right, right? We, we meet the client where they're at and so the way they work with Samantha is different each client's different in what they need but I guess my advice would be when I'm helping on board when we are doing new business and we get to the point where we're ready to onboard them and I'm working with an account planner to onboard it my advice between the client and the account planner is just like be open and build the trust. Yes. Because the relationship I think will go a long way. And we see that with some of our long-term clients, but for newer clients, like you can get there too. Sure. If you just start opening up, being transparent, being honest and just kind of just trust, just have some trust. I love that. I just got back from an account management conference and that's what they talked about a lot there was the role of the account manager and building that trust. And I know Susie always encouraged me, stop talking about the work, get your clients out for a drink or a cup of coffee, get to know them as people. And I think that goes a long way. Yeah. Which is why Ishfest was such a great time. Get a drink in a client's hand. You never know what we're going to sell when there's margaritas in front of people. Well, I have to ask you just because you and I work so closely together, what advice do you have for the ownership team about the, the future of the company? The advice for ownership, it's so hard because I feel like you guys are doing it. Like, Aww. keep doing what you're doing. You have to say that because you're sitting in front I, of me. I, but. No, I honestly, I do think you're doing, you're doing it all. And I think my main advice to go back to, like, my story about brand being so important is, like, let the people own the brand. Yes. Like, next year, right, it's going to be a big year for us to decide, like, who we are as a brand, what we want to be, but companies can only force that so much, right? Like people have to build the brand. Right. So just like let her give our people the space and the time to do that and let them, let the people be the brand. Yeah. And you're already doing that. You guys are doing that. I can't wait for that conversation to continue. So thank you for championing all the things. And thank you so much for submitting this party because it definitely is one of my points of pride too. So it was cool to hear it through your lens. Cool. Well, thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Alicia, for your constant collaboration and passion for Samantha's brand. Not only have you helped bring our 40-ish campaign to life, but the work you do at Samantha has been so foundationally important in many other aspects of our business. To hear more Samantha Point of Pride stories, go to marketingsweats.com or wherever you get your podcasts and check out the rest of the episodes in our very special season six. You can hear even more from Alicia and others about their Point of Pride by visiting the 40-ish anniversary page on samantha.com. That's a wrap for today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.